Welcome to Value Through Vulnerability. This is a podcast dedicated to putting the human back into humanity, and I'm your host, Gary Turner. I'm also the founder of HexoChange, and HexoChange is a transformational change practice dedicated to helping you connect to yourself, to others, and to systems at large in a more meaningful way, thus helping us turn around our workplace and planetary challenges and accelerating how alive we all feel in every aspect of our lives. This track is called Kaleidoscope and was created for me personally and for HexoChange by Peter Griffiths, one half of the amazing Mind Takeaway. I hope you enjoy this exploration and please do share it on your social platforms so we can bring more humanity to more people. Hope to speak to you soon. Hi there, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Thanks so much for joining us today for another truly human conversation from the Humans First community and beyond. We are putting on Mike Vacanti, who's founder of Humans First, and myself, Gary Turner. We're coming together to develop an ongoing and sustainable conversation that is alongside the Humans First discussion, but we're really focusing on our humanity, and we are specifically speaking to HUE. That is a, an intentional part of these conversations. So we're really looking to celebrate difference. We're looking to understand difference and we're looking to just learn together and co-create better as we move forward, as we learn from the recent challenges and all of those challenges that have gone before. And to help us co-create better, I've got three awesome human beings today with me. I'd like to introduce them all to you. So thanks very much for joining us today in this exploration. First of all, I would like to introduce you to Barke Kamus, who is the CEO and founder of Bark Be Your Own Hero. And she is just amazing. Like you're gonna hear from her shortly. She's spoken at the Inspired TED, the Best, the Best You Expo Global Women Club, Fearless Speaking Academy, and she's featured in podcasts and radio stations and has received an award for being the best table topic speaker at Toastmaster. Barke, I need to hear more about that. Like, that's an achievement. Um, she has also collaborated uh, with the Job Centre in London, speaking internationally at Zathico, Be Inspired, Be Blessed, Tanzania. Barke is also a certified life coach, NLP practitioner, mindfulness master practitioner, and is also a parent's emotional first aid. Thank you very much for joining us, Barke. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. I'm honoured to be here. Awesome. And also, now I'm introducing you to another awesome human being. This is Junisa, who is the founder of, oh, sorry, the former CEO of founder of Black Line Entertainment and Kamara Homes in America. Um, he opened Kamara and Kamara Workshops, hosts two shows on Amaze TV. And by the way, go and check out Amaze TV on Facebook. It is really, really cool. Very, very interesting. Um, he's a psychological and political show and a member of Kamara Youths. Um, he's an advocate for youths all over the world and is a passionate speaker that enjoys helping individuals and companies achieve their goals and rebuild their relationships. Hundreds are watching him on YouTube, many interact with him via Facebook, and with a straight from the heart, passion and high energy, which I can attest, he motivates individuals into achieving what they thought was impossible. And the reason I left off his surname, um, Unisa Kamara, is because his surname is part of everything he does. So welcome to this conversation. Unisa, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure, Gary. Thanks for having me. And finally, I'd like to introduce you to the lovely human being in Teresa Quinlan. So she is founder of her personal brand and the formula IQ plus EQ equals a TQ. And she's passionate about emotional intelligence, as the key ingredient to leveraging your IQ and breaking through the interference on your way to peak performance. Having spent over 25 years cultivating a rich and diverse set of skills, Teresa has developed shoot, shoot, shoot straight coaching, right, I wanna hear more about that, Teresa, training and mentoring techniques which foster opportunities for sustainable behavioral changes that lead to exceptional results. Whether these results are to improve an individual's overall sense of well-being, a team's ability to innovate, collaborate, self-organize and self-direct, or an organization's ability to truly live their values throughout the uphill battle and downhill celebration. Welcome to the conversation, Teresa. Thanks for having me, Gary. I'm really excited to be here with all of you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here, the three of you. I'm really excited 
to open our discussion. And for you that are listening, if you've not joined us on a human conversation before, we will be following two intentional rounds. The whole point of a human conversation is that we acknowledge, we see, and we hear from every single person that's involved in a discussion before we go into a free flow conversation. So if you'll bear with us for the next 45 minutes or so, there'll be some rich insight, there'll be some huge takeaways, and I'm pretty sure you're gonna be wanting to join us for a future conversation after this. So let's get into the first round. So the first round I'd like to start with is, what is each of your curiosity points? So what is the access point from a curiosity that brings you here this evening. If I can maybe start with you, Barke, what, what, what brings you here and what's that lens of curiosity to be involved tonight? So we actually been hearing about Black Lives Matters and um, what's happened is that it's been going on for such a long time, but now it's like um, a kind of like the floods has been knocking those, you know, the kind of like, uh, domes that have been stopping them for such a long time because of the masses of people all over the world and there's no way out we have to deal with this problem now for as a black person as a muslim you know what i mean you kind of like can't see yourself in a in a light of what is happening but also what can we do about it okay what is there that we can make a difference in ourselves or even teach others and how that you know awareness can actually do in the progress of our children and our you know grand-grandchildren so that's the most important thing and that's why i'm here thank you very much Barke, for sharing same for you unisa what was the what was your curiosity for joining us this evening well gary my curiosity <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the talk. My curiosity is to see progression and how far you're willing to go. Me, it's not what people say. I tend to monitor people's actions, and so many people have spoken. But at the end of the day, they will say things for two months and come to an halt. My curiosity is to see how far we can prolong. I'm tired of seeing the protests and I'm tired of seeing the nonsense. I'm tired of hearing the nonsense. It's the actions that matter to me. And please excuse me, when I say actions, I don't mean as in physical. We have to interact with the mental, with the spiritual aspect for us to move forward. We have to be aware of our awareness. If you're not aware of who you are, how can you move forward? So my curiosity is how can we progress? How can we stay consistent? So with you, you know, and I, without interaction, I felt as though you are someone who's not just talk to talk, but willing to walk the walk. And that is why I'm willing to be interested in this. And I want, and my curiosity is, I want to see how many people are willing to take that path with us. I don't want the short term. So I'm here to see what we can do together. Perfect. Thank you, Unisar. And again, I appreciate the challenge to, to me and to all of us to stay the course as we go forward. Brilliant. Teresa, same for you. What's your uh, curiosity point for this evening? Well, it might be a little bit more selfish than everyone else's, <laughs> but it does kind of play right <laughs> into the shoot straight that you were curious about. A lot of the stuff that I see uh, happening is just the noise. Uh, what's underneath all of the noise is where the action needs to happen. So even in, you know, in your introduction to me of this is what we're doing and that word empathize was in there. Em empathizing or empathy is an action. And, and there's so much interference to our capacity to be empathizing with each other right now, acknowledging, understanding, and doing things that are different. And so, I mean, the selfish for me is my goal is to have greater impact. And so the only way I can do that is by joining myself with other people who are shooting straight at the problems to take action. And so that, that's why I'm here. Thank you. Gary, um, I do apologize. Teresa, I love that, you know, um, the statement behind you. Mm. That is excellent. To accomplish great things, we must, they just cut you off, but I love it. Thank you. 
Love it. Cut away. This is the beauty of it. Get excited, Unisar. We're going to have another 40 minutes of this. But um, but yeah, it's great. I'm going to give the full things. Yeah, to accomplish great things, we must not only act, but also dream. Not only plan, but also believe. And I think my... It links quite well, actually, to my curation. Why why am I here? Why do I care about this? Why has Barker introduced me to Unisar and have we all found each other? It's because we have to co-create better. I have to co-create better. I have to be more understanding. And I have to empathize better with the past, but co-create a better future. That sounds really big, but this conversation is, this is my action step, the first one, to actually create the space, hold the space, build the content so that we can then take this into schools, take this into the family homes, take this into education and build something that's going to last and actually help us reflect. So as well, as much as this is a doing thing right now, we want, we're building together in community, some content that we can then hand down to the next generation and take right now to our parents and to our grandparents. And we can really learn and grow together and co-create now and going forward. So my curiosity is really to learn with you all, not just from you all, and to co-create as we go through this conversation, next steps that I can hold myself accountable for as we move on from this discussion. So thank you for completing round one. This is exciting. So let's get into round two before we get into the open discussion. What I'd like to just reflect on now with you all is what do we hope, both through this conversation, but also the ongoing conversation? Imagine that we're six months, 12 months down the line. These conversations are being released every two to three weeks. What do we hope to see and what would we expect to see from, from this continuous dialogue? And maybe if we can start with Unisar this time. Well, <clears throat> you know, they say we can all have our dreams and hopes, but nothing happens overnight. But through consistency, everything and anything is possible. So with this platform, my hope is just to see, you know, it being continued and other people getting involved. Now, I, was, I had a conversation with someone not too long ago where we stated as humans as sheep, they follow. If you see a, a herd, everyone else follows that herd. Now, for someone to stand and say, this is not right, it's kind of rare, but it takes a strong-minded individual to say, you know what, this is not right. So as we go down this journey that we have taken on, that we are taking on, I'm hoping that other people will join us as we take this journey together. And that will be my hope and dreams of, you know, longevity of this platform. Thank you, Unisa. How about yourself, Teresa? Um, I think we can all remember very clearly when we're angry and we express our anger in, in an unregulated way, if we fly off the handle. And if we consistently, or when we consistently behave that way, um, people become desensitized to our anger. There's Teresa flying off the handle again. And the gravity of what the situation is, is lost. All of that behavioral stuff is noise to the purpose and the point and what really needs to happen. And so I think for me, what's critically important through the whole process is models of it working raising and elevating the voices of and work of those people who are doing it who are calling employers out on toxic behavior and systemic issues and racism and 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 like just calling them out on it and and highlighting that look when you do it change happens when you implement a workplace and model the behavior that you want and don't tolerate it from anybody within your organization, it does work. I mean, it's just like when I garden, if, if I keep the soil rich and those plants healthy, there is no chance for a weed to exist, zero. But what we're typically doing right now in most situations and events is we're not keeping our own personal soil healthy so that personal responsibility 
if I can do that for me, we're all good. I don't need to worry about you if I'm not good yet. Wow. Very profound. I, I can already see Teresa coming on your TV show, Unisa. I can already see it coming. Uh, Barke, how, how about for yourself? Um, what, what are your hopes from these, uh, from these conversations? For me, is that um, I feel like this pandemic happening, okay? And uh, it's sad for the people who lost their lives. It's sad for the people who are going through the pain and the illness. But I'm looking at it like um, a storm has been kind of been cooked for so many years. Okay, it's been kind of like was was on the air for so many years that people they've abused their um, authority, they abuse their power, they abuse their you know to make life so difficult sometimes. But at the same time, we created all this. We're all human. Okay, we started it. So this pandemic, it came like it crashed the old system okay it kind of like shook everything and i mean everything in the world okay i don't believe any other country haven't been kind of like even if it a tiny little bit hasn't changed because of this pandemic so this is the time this is the moment that we've been all waiting for what are we going to do about it this is it so my hope is this storm this kind of like tsunami that came into the, our lives, okay? Now, what are we going to rebuild this earth? How or what do we need for ourselves? And the way you said, um, Teresa, because end of the day, we were not looking after ourselves. We actually look at another person, or oh, how did they make it? Why did they do it? Jealousy, envy, angers, uh, anger, all these things that were all in the negative area. We were actually pulling those things up for us to think we're feeling better about it. No more. Okay, so my hope is that no more. Let's all be human. Let's all come down together. We start from this. Let's start from here. Let's make a difference. Let's do something about it. That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a base, if I had a baseball, that my, like that'd be like a home run. That's like straight out the park. Um, seriously, but beautiful. There's little I can add to those three brilliant. Brilliant reflections, but I think I do want to really point out because I've been on my, we've all been on our own version of a journey, but I, I really want to emphasize for anyone that's kindly joining us, the inner work part, like for me, that's what I hope is that people that maybe have been living with the belief that the outside world will give them what they need and believe that's the only thing that will give them what they need, be brave and look inside because you'll probably find a lot of the turmoil you see outside is because of the stuff that's going on inside that you've been hiding from. And that's not to preach. I'm no psychologist, but it's just lived experience I'm sharing. So that's certainly something to think about. And I hope people have the courage to look inside whilst also digesting and, and engaging on the outside. I think it's that sort of dual approach that I, that I really hope. So let's, let's get into it. We've got a, we've got 20, 25 minutes to have a bit of a free flow. So, what I'd like to start with is a very honest and vulnerable share, which is, you know, why should Gary be leading this conversation? Like, why did it take George Floyd? And I'm sorry if that triggers with anybody that's listening, but why did it take George, the George Floyd incident for me to suddenly be pulling together people like you amazing humans to have this conversation? Why didn't I do it in December of 2019 or January 2010? Like, what is it that shift that's happened with the pandemic? So I want to invite us maybe just to have a little bit of an exploration of what do we, what do we think it is about right now that has really brought it into the, the mainstream and how are we going to make sure that we keep this front and center? I love just, just jump in anybody um, as, as you feel moved um, in response to that. Barking. I'll jump in, Oh, sorry, Unisa. Sorry, Unisa. Come on, go on. <laughs> He punched it all the way. I was like breathing in, wanted to speak. Yeah? <laughs> Go for it. Go for you it. deserve it. <laughs> First of all, I have a big mouth. Let me just put it out there. And 
you know, this has been going on for so long. And Gary, you doing this now is your time. It was meant for this to happen now. If it was meant to happen yesterday, it would have happened. So everything happened in due, in due time. So, you know, laws of attraction, psychologically speaking, in any aspect, in any way you want to look at it, I, I give you so much credit for stepping up. Because there are so many other people, instead of stepping up, they're waiting to see, oh, wait, let's see who's going to do it. And that is our issue as a society. This incident with Floyd that has just occurred, I promise you, I've been invited onto so many podcasts, I refuse. My time, Barky will tell you, it's always limited. I don't have the time to waste with people that are just going to talk the talk and tomorrow is different. I need consistency. I don't need people to say, you need to let's go march down the street and then make noise and then we do it and tomorrow is done. That is not resolving the issue. Let's be honest with each other. How many people has been killed? Because of the new technology, the phone that has developed, yes, is bringing awareness. But why is it that it takes someone to die for everyone to come into action? Human race, listen, let's be honest. Gary, you and I had a conversation. If I cut you, you cut me, we believe the same. If someone that you love passes away, you feel pain. And just like if I do it, what is the indifference? I really cannot comprehend the mere fact that due to the fact that you're purple, you're green, you're pink, you're green, it's irrelevant. So my thing is that it kind of, it's irritating, it's annoying that we all say we're going to do something. Listen, I'm doing my bit just like you're doing. Teresa's doing her bit just like she's doing. You know, the thing about life is that you want to leave this earth and leave an imprint. Mm -hmm. You don't want to just walk this earth and say, oh, I, I lived it. You want to say, you know what? If I die tomorrow, somebody will know I was here. Martin Luther King, his legacy will be here for I have a dream that one day my children will live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the context of their character. What happened to our characters? And then we keep saying, as black people, we keep blaming, pointing fingers. I do understand the essence. Our ancestors been through it. The younger generation should be more aware. This is not a racial platform, but all I'm saying is the younger generation should say, okay, my ancestors been through this. How can I deter from this? Do you understand? Mm -hmm. They should be more aware instead of all this rubbish that is going on. Anyone that is in my circumference, I tolerate but so much. This is my expectation of you. Can you deliver it? Do you need support? How can I support you? How can we work together? What is your goal? What are your expectations of me? What can I give to you that you can give to others? When we come together and say, okay, we, all these violences, I don't believe in violence. I don't believe in marching down the street. I believe in the mental aspect of each and every one of us. So again, ladies and gents, I don't mean to carry on, but listen, if something is irking me, I have to let it out. And this is something that's been going on for too long. The police has been killing so many black people and the media, always find a way to do a cover-up. So now that all these phones are coming out, people are doing recordings, they want to start saying, oh, did you see this? Even though they, these things are being recorded, what actions are being taken by the government? This is why we need to do what is needed now. This is why 
is becoming more aware and this is so for these videos to be surrounded for people to actually being called out and being been kind of like um this is what you're doing and it's not right and this is why a lot of us okay because someone like me I used to be honored when I meet another black person who's on high, okay, high jobs. And I used to be, feel so proud to see that. But then guess what happens was that some of those black people who are high up, they put the black people down. And that, that saddens me. So for me, it's both sides, really. We have to understand, we have to actually teach our children a better ways than what we've been told. We have to actually learn new ways of dealing with ourselves by pulling each other up rather than tearing each other down. This is what we need. And what, how we're going to do that is one person at a time. We cannot do everyone. And I don't believe in violence. I really don't. And I am so happy and I'm so proud to those people that black people, they didn't go and start shooting everybody. They didn't go and start killing everybody because of what is happening. I am, I am, I'm actually applaud all of us for not doing anything that is against the law or anything against humanity. I am happy with that. But I would love to know how many killings have actually, how many people have died so far? You know what I mean? We have to honor those people. Really, we have to kind of like the way they do in army, okay? When they put their names up, we have to do that for our own people. That I would love to ask. Well, I know Teresa is like, whoa, wait a minute, this is coming into a racial thing. But well, let me just have a no, quick go. No, I'm not reading it like that at all. I'm not reading it like that at all. I mean, I'm hearing I know, it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not reading with it. You, like Teresa. That. I'm only joking with you. Oh, sure. Tell everybody I'm white. <laughs> um, I do disagree with you. Um, they didn't know that. Um, the thing is that, you know, I don't think it's all black people that tend to put other black people down. When you say you have to be specific on the ratio of things. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the most successful. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the less successful. But I deal with, I don't care, green, purple, brown, whatever you are. When I'm doing something, I try to elevate everyone because I'm not better than anyone, and nor do I think anyone is better than me. But I think when you find a team that you can structure together, you know, to lift people up, you try to go out into the community and try to bring those people up. So when you say there's people, black people, when they get to a certain level, you have to be very cautious with that, how you made that statement. Well, I'm saying that because I've actually seen it myself. I didn't say everybody. I said some of the people. Now, what is, because if you go to communities, if you go to even the shops, okay, and you see there's a black shop, so there's a people who wants to help, they don't actually open those doors for those people. Not automatically. Our own people don't trust us. This is what I'm saying. Okay, and it's very hard to actually open those doors by, so this is why I'm saying in a way, we have to actually learn awareness and we have to teach something. We have to, we have to teach one another that is not harm, okay, to actually help the other black person or to actually help another person for being, for being who they are. Because in TV or in, um, you know, when you, use, you hear black people, oh, they're thugs, black people did this, that puts you down. As a black person, I've got a son, and I would like my son to actually be somebody. But then what the way he dressed or the way I'm like aware of that worries me because he's wearing hoodie all the time, you know? And for me, it's just like, oh my goodness. I, you know, I'm, I'm a protective mother, but at the same time, I still feel that, you know, every time he comes home, thank God. And I don't want that. Hoodies get a really bad rap, it seems. I've, it's come up in several conversations. The, the, 
the weird sort of things we paint meaning to. Um, a couple months ago, before all of this began, I brought my son to the library because he loves to read and he was struggling to find a book. So I, I pulled one off the shelf. He likes historical stuff. I pulled one off the shelf. I'm like, what about this one? It just looks cool on the cover. I, I didn't read the inside of the book yet, but he read it. He said, oh, this is great. I'm like, what's it about? He said, it's, um, it's written from the perspective of a black man in the Southern US in the 1950s and what his experience was like with his best friend who was white. And I'm like, oh, that'll be an education, I am sure, because he has yet to read anything of this nature. And throughout reading it, he would stop and come to the kitchen I'm like, oh, you're stopping already. And he would say, I, I'm so angry. I can't read this anymore. I can't believe that someone would treat somebody else like that. I just don't understand why it's happening. And so I said to him, I said, yes, honey, this is the importance of reading history is to be able to understand the experiences that have occurred and what we learn from them as part of what does it mean to actually embrace what is human, all of it, all of the negativity that we can create, all of the positivity that we can create, and that it's our choice to create those kinds of things. What side of the line do you want to stand on? And when he finished the book, we continued the discussion into the world of, when you find out about your own history, there's a caution we need to take that it doesn't become integrated into who we are. Because when we carry the history forward and present it as our own experience, we're missing something that's so important. It's not our experience. It's the history of an experience. Gary, you, you shared about you know, the evolution of your vulnerability and your breakthrough. It was identifying that you were carrying the past today and continuing to perhaps even integrate someone else's story into your own. Like for example, I could be a survivor of molestation only if my uncle's behaviors are my story. They aren't, they're his story. I don't carry that forward. The story I carry forward is a woman who stood and spoke Actually, it was a child who stood and spoke and said, this isn't right. And then an adult came to the rescue and did what they were supposed to do in that moment. So there's, this, there's such an interesting dynamic, I think, when we explore personal responsibility and showing up today and saying, well, what then do I want to do today? I have to take ownership for number one, how I show up today. How do I let the wounds of the past, do I wear them on my own body? If they don't even belong to me, why am I wearing them? Why do I continue to perpetuate them? Because I'm choosing to live on that side of that line. But what we're asking people to do is we're asking more people to come over to the other side of the line. Malcolm Gladwell wrote a whole book about it called The Tipping Point. How do we make different things happen? We have to get more people to self-actualize and step over that line and go, oh, that's not me. That's a history I was not even born for, but I'm learning from it so that I don't repeat it into today. I read that book and it was quite interesting, Teresa. And I know Gary needs to speak as well, but let me just say before we move any further, I applaud you for giving your son that opportunity to explore that other side. What we need to do as a society is let a child be a child children learn from visualization what they see you know if they see mommy and daddy having a go at each other eventually they will think it's okay to carry that in that relationship if they see mommy and daddy saying oh look at that so-and-so color person you understand so you giving your son your child that opportunity i applaud you for that and giving them the opportunity to explore his feelings you know, and you having that conversation with them, kudos to you, you know. It is I, how we break the cycle. It's how we break the cycle. Yeah, we, have to, yeah. we have to, you talk about, I don't know how many times, maybe we have a ticker count of like action, 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 action. We have to do things differently if we want things to be different. Exactly. <laughs> like it sounds so stupid or it, simple. It's not, though, it, it sounds so simple. 
you but know, this nothing is, is simple. I'm sorry, Barky, go ahead. It's all right. I, for me, I wanted to say is that we, I think it only happens when we are intentional because end of the day, okay, I grew up in Africa. Women are not supposed to say anything. You're not supposed to add or ask anything. And for me, growing up that way, it actually made me have more questions. It made me wanting to ask and want to say, but who can I say to? Nobody. I could not tell. I was molested when I was a child. I couldn't anyone. There was no one who will believe me because I felt fear in that way that I will be taken out of that house. I will be punished and I will be put in a place that is no good for me. So I had to be quiet. But then growing up and having my own children, looking at my children and say to myself, no more. I'm not going to go with the same circle. I'm not going to treat my children the same way I was treated. I'm not going to be able, I'm going to tell my children and teach them to be more confident and to do things. Life is possible because I didn't have that chance, but I want to open up for them and to say to them, my fears are not your fears. And this is intentional for myself to actually say, you got this and you can be whoever you want to be. And that's my way of saying the world is there. I believe that anyone and everyone can be their own hero because I really believe that. Um, let me just say, as a child growing up, you know, we as an adult, we have lived our life, we have had our experiences, and so forth. And my thing as a youth advocate is that I encourage children to learn. If I've always used this scenario, if a child sees an iron, a hot iron that is plugged and they want to touch it and you remove that child from it, you understand? Inquisitively, it will, they never get the chance to experience it. So the thing about life is that we have to learn to empower our children to live the life of their choice. If we don't, if we don't train, a child's mind is a blank page. When they come, each and every one of us, when you're born, you don't come in the world and say, hey, I don't like bald-headed people. Look at Eunice, he's bald-headed. I don't like him. <laughs> That'll be too late, Eunice. I'm sorry to say there that. There you go, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel, I feel so, you're calling me out now, Eunice. I feel you're calling me out. <laughs> so they don't come in this world thinking anything and I've seen so many pictures and I've interacted in so many different ventures where I meet different people from different aspects of the world. You know, we have to be very cautious because we can ruin the future of tomorrow. You know, we have to try to empower these youths and everything that I do surrounds the youths. There's no one that can say, you need is out there trying to do this for this. No. If you say the youth are involved, please believe you. Nisa is going to be involved somewhere along the way, whether giving money or running his big mouth or just something. But I believe that these kids are our future. And I don't believe in saying because you're white. What is white? My background is white. Be honest with you. I'm not black, I'm brown. So the world is already confusing some way. We need to really figure out, we have to have self-awareness in order to move forward. We're so confused. Yeah, well, I was listening to, you know, you sent the link and I sat down and I listened to all your links. And me being inquisitive, I took on to a lot of things that were said, and they were very intelligent individuals on your platform. Each and every one of us have our own path that we walk. While we are walking our path, while we're trying to dictate to other people or our children what path they should take, we have to give them that opportunity. We have to give them that ability to say, you can do it. You have to make up your own decision. You have to make up your mind. 
I love, I love this. I love this so much because if I can summarize what I've heard as you've all been beautifully exploring this topic today, if, if we, we've got the workplace and that's important and there's a lot of work to be done in the workplace for sure, but that's a symptom. What I'm hearing is like education and the home, that's the cause. That's where we can act real change in a significant way is the upstream. If we can, I was not taught, like, I love my parents to bits, but I was not taught about running, like, let me, let me go back a step. I've got this vision when I have my first grandchild, which I hope will be in the next few years, um, from one of my stepchildren. I'm, yeah. looking, I'm genuinely looking forward to being able to look at that one, two, three-year-old young child and say, run towards anybody that doesn't look or sound like you. Run towards them, like, run at them. Not, not have a little look around, not sidestep them, run directly towards them and understand who they are, what they're about, you know, be curious about it. Like I genuinely, genuinely look forward to that conversation with my first grandchild, because that's what I feel is a very real opportunity for us all, is we need to be able to say, like celebrate difference. I said it in the opening of this conversation. I'm not saying it to be polite or because it's a nice thing. I genuinely, in the deepest depths of my heart, believe that the more we celebrate and amplify difference, this whole thing just dissolves. Because I think, as you said, both Teresa and Barke, like, what is this conversation about? It's about thinking. Yeah, I'm not, a, not no, no one four of us on here are racist as an identity. We might have racist thoughts. We might have differing thoughts, but we are not as an identity racist or black or brown or anything like we are spiritual beings walking the planet for a period of time so i think i'm just really excited that this conversation has been really exploratory challenging but really speaking towards that upstream education parental system element and i think that's really interesting i think that is uh, one of the way that um okay if we go back to where we are right now okay we could say if your parents some of the people they would say my parents taught me to be racist or my parents told me or i've seen this in my family whatever you grew up with i would say okay it starts with you as an adult right now you can make a difference you can actually change your way of thinking you can actually take yourself out of the environment that you're living in you can make a difference if you make that choice so i believe that whatever your childhood brought you whatever happened to you on your childhood please forgive forget or if you can't forget just let go and then what are you doing right now our children like you said gary your grandchildren for me i am grateful that i started with my children i used to when they were in school i used to tell my children and i used to sign them up on every religion they used to go to every religion's place they used to go to every part of everything i used to add them everywhere even though i know i'm a muslim but i was like you're gonna know everyone else's why because it's important for their mind they need to be open for them to know who they are in themselves. And that's the way I believe. The, the parental aspect is so deeply rooted. So in preparation for being in this conversation, I gave myself just freedom to sort of explore for me, where did it all come from? Like container beliefs about certain things that then show up in different ways and with situations and people and events and, and how I color, right? The, what I see through. And on one walk, I came right to, I was raised Roman Catholic. And, you know, the first story you basically learn about is Adam and Eve and God saying, I love you only if you don't eat from this tree. And the first story, so I had like an aha moment. I'm like the first story, aha moment at 47. The first story I'm learning about, about love is conditional. And I had a moment where I just went, even in my religion upbringing, which was every Sunday and then every meal at Grace. And, and, and it was just like inundation. There was condition after condition after condition placed on 
love, which I think what we might be evolving or hopefully evolving towards is, can we exist in unconditional love where we don't put a container around or a label on absolutely everything? And when, when I think about, oh, that potentially is the goal of the human race is to evolve to unconditional love, I just think, what the hell is the first step towards that? And generally that brings me to, do I have unconditional love for myself? Or do I label and contain? And yep, I, I still do it and I catch it and then I shift it and I break it down. And next time I try to catch it faster and shift it and break it down. And when I'm parenting, I catch myself in it, labeling or containering and I stop and I try to pull back and, and shift the narrative and shift the lesson. And it is step by baby step that we will get there. But to Eunice's point, we have to be on the path towards the evolution. I mean, if you're standing still or going backwards, it's not helping. You know, I tend to travel a lot <clears throat> and I tend to stay in a lot of resorts. But me, when I travel, I don't say I'm going to eat at the hotel or the resort. I go out in the community. The essence of me traveling is to learn other cultures, is to get to know other people. And in this journey, because like I always say, the two most important days of our lives, and not the day you were born, definitely not, is the day you find your purpose. Why are you actually here? And what gives you joy? Because when you find that joy, you have found your purpose. And me, what I'm doing now, I'll be up, <laughs> Baki will tell you, I'll be up till five in the morning working. And then I'll go to bed by seven o'clock, I'm up. And this and today, before I even, I was, you should have seen me driving, coming. Oh my God, I know Gary's waiting for me. <laughs> Racing to get here. Because my time is, I just, as they say, the queen has 24 hours in the day. So what makes me special to get 25 hours? So how I utilize my time has to be, you know, so I just feel as though we have to appreciate the time that we're here. I don't have the time to judge you because, Teresa, you got short hair. I don't like people with short hair. Barky, you, Barky, you have a wrap on your head. I don't like, a, you know, Gary, you're smiling too much. I don't like people smiling too much. You know, that is taking my time and my energy when I can utilize that time into something progressive that will make me grow as an individual. What gives us the right to judge other people? Society, sadly to say, dictates to us. But if you don't know yourself, mm -hmm you will fall into that category. Me, you can call me ugly 24-7, fat, bald. I'll say thank you. Because at the end of the day, I get to look at myself and scare myself. So I don't need you to tell me that. <laughs> at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. Thank you. No, it doesn't. That's so true. And also, it's just a, you know, waste of time. That's true. But also waste of energy and uh, thinking because you as a person, you know, we kind of like what I think that maybe I'm great at, other people might not think that. You know what I mean? So what is the point for me making or belittling other people to make myself feel good? And actually it's not, it's just temporary. So I don't see the point in that. You see, I, I think, oh, so go ahead, Gary. No, I, I, all I'm doing, like I can do another four days of this. This is amazing, but I'm just conscious of the time. <laughs> So let, 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 okay, let me just that's word again, here. time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me let me just add something here. <laughs> the whole aspect of this platform is of humanity. Mm -hmm. 
and each and every one of you being here, please believe I do appreciate and acknowledge you. And I see you for who you are. Society, it's, oh, I put up a picture. I used to send inboxes to people. When I put a message up, please don't like it. Just read it. Because I don't care about the likes. I care about the message behind, you know, all that. So my thing is that, yes, it's a lot of hurt going on in the world of today. But it's us that can make a difference. Our actions, our thinking. We need to really, really, really think. How do we want our grandchildren to see us by? Because stories will be told. So let's be very cautious in life and our actions. I don't mean to preach and say, amen, you know, but you know, we just Amen. need to, <laughs> but we really need to just think about our actions. That's it. Because we're not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. You know, so let's just be cautious. That is all my concern is. You're pretty close, Unisar, to be fair, but yeah, you're not quite perfect. <laughs> pretty, pretty close. Look. Yeah, don't blow his head yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what would be lovely as we wrap up now thank you so much honestly i could keep going for that this is rich lots of insight for people that have kindly joined us just i'm looking forward to listening back let's let's check out i love a checkout round um if we can go around and just what are you taking away like what's what's something that's on your mind as we leak go into our evening or go into our afternoon What's on your mind as we leave this conversation? And what invitation would you leave the people with that would be listening to this conversation? So what are you thinking? What are you feeling as you leave? And also what's your invitation? Let's start with you, Barke. For me, I would say thank you so much, Gary, for this amazing uh, platform that you actually created. And what I'm thinking is that I am actually born with my purpose and this is you as a person and it all ends with you the way you talk about yourself and the way you share yourself to others that's the key so it starts with you you have to remember that you are that mirror and whatever you project project in that mirror that's what everyone else is going to come to you so be aware and it all starts with you thank you thank you Barke. Unisa, what about you sir Teresa. Gary, Barkey, and everyone listening, I just want to thank you all for your time and energy. Um, for me, I'm walking away with knowing that I spoke my mind and hoping that people would resonate positivity. I am an advocate for the youths. I have a psychological program which indeed I offer for free because it's not every youth or any family that can afford to go see a counselor or promote their children. My program, the Camaro Youth Program is free. We're able to deal with any kids anywhere, regardless of situation they're going to. We have psychologists on my team. We have counselors. Anything you can think of about, we're willing to work with you. If you feel as though you have an issue that you cannot talk to someone about, go to www.unisacamera.com. I have a toll-free number. You can call and talk to someone that will be listening to you. If you have a youth that is going through turmoil, you want part of the Camara Youth team to come out, go to my website, camarayouths.com, and you know, we just have to play our part. I'm just glad to be on this platform with such great people, and it's a pleasure. I thank you all for having me on here. Thank you, Nisaf. Thank you for that offer as well. Very kind. Teresa? I echo that sentiment of I'm feeling a deep gratitude, and um, usually when my emotions get really hard, I cry. It doesn't really matter which emotion it is. It's like I could, I'm on the verge of tears. That's how full I feel. 
And I'm reminded of a very simple but powerful lesson my grandfather always taught us when he would look at our report cards. It didn't matter what the grade was. Every time he saw the grade, he would smile and have this like response. It could have been like a 90, it could have been a 70. He's like, wow, this is great. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Which as a kid was, it was, it was a little confusing because my mother's expectations were more of the, why did you only get 92? Like she was kind of that, <laughs> that was her conversation. And he would just go, wow, wow, wow. And at the end, he would almost always say some version of, you know, you can do anything you want. But what's going to be more powerful, sweetheart, is if you figure out how you want to be. And it's a lesson that continues to give over and over and over again. I told you I would cry, Unisa. I told you it was going to happen. <laughs> I'm giving you a hug right now, Oh, Teresa. thank you so much. <laughs> I, I I'm sending you love. <laughs> I, I get the feeling. I get the feeling Unis is a, a pretty good hugger as well when all this stuff's gone by. So I'm looking forward to one of those. Um, Definitely. So for me, I've also got incredible gratitude for how you three show up, and the grounded hope. I don't know why that comes to me. Not just hope, as in a passive hope, a grounded, actionable hope. That the more of these, I believe that what we've shared today is grounded in pragmatism, it's grounded in hope, it's grounded in opportunity, and it's given a lot of, it's just given a lot of food for thought, that's, and, but it's actionable. And I'm feeling really excited for people to listen back and go, actually, I, you know, what Eunice has said, or Teresa or Barker, I can actually do something with that today, and it doesn't cost me anything. Just a change in a thought process or a bit of intention. And I'm really, really hopeful that this conversation is going to bring some goodness to some people as they listen in. So we didn't actually get, Barke, how can people find you? What's the best way to contact you? Uh, on LinkedIn, Barke Faraj Kamus, or you can get me on Facebook. So there I am. Perfect. We'll put it all in the show notes as well, Teresa. Um, on LinkedIn, Teresa Quinlan, or also website is iqeqtq.com wonderful and you can find me on gary turner.life g-a-r-r-y turner.life unisa barke Teresa, you've been incredible thanks for your time thank you it's a pleasure Hi there, your host Gary Turner here. I really hope that you enjoy this deep-ranging, meaningful and insight-ridden conversation with the amazing Unisar, Barke and Teresa. I just wanted to share one of the key takeaways that I took from each of these wonderful and engaging human beings. First of all, from Unisar, you know, when he shared that, yet there's a lot of hurting going on in the world today, but it it is us that can make a difference today, our actions, our thinking. We need to really, really think how do we want our grandchildren to see us as the stories will be told. I personally found that so meaningful, particularly when we think there's a lot of talk about history, looking at the past, and that's important to acknowledge. However, we can't be stuck there. We have to acknowledge it, move forward from it and co-create better now that we have this consciousness shift. How do we want our grandchildren to be living and viewing the world when we're gone? I think it's so, so, so powerful. Teresa shared that can we exist in unconditional love where we don't put a container around or a label on absolutely everything? I just think I, had, I was in another conversation last night with the Biz Catalyst uh, community and this came up time and time again, uh, time, time and time again around why do we continue to try and see one another as separate when there is only one singular connected human race and how can we try and lean in from a place of curiosity and empathy more often rather than relying on labels to short circuit conversations. I wonder what you think about that. And finally, Barke, wonderful Barke, where she shared, what I think I'm great at, other people may not think that. What is the point in me belittling other people to make myself feel good and actually it isn't, it's just temporary. Just think about that for a second. What I think I'm great at, other people may not think that. Every single one of us has got our own lens on the world. 
it's not right, it's not wrong, it's just our experience. And I think that sums up these truly human conversations perfectly. It is all about understanding one another's experience so that we can create structures, societies and workplaces that allow everybody to thrive regardless of how they identify, what they look like or where they come from. Until next time, we hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you did, please share it with your communities, your family groups, and as far and wide as you possibly can. And again, I'm Gary Turner, your host, and take care for now. Really hoping that you enjoyed that exploration on the Value Through Vulnerability podcast. You can find out much more about HexoChange at hexochangenow.com. That's H-E-X-O-Change-Now, one word, dot com. You can subscribe to a weekly newsletter at that website, which includes information about live stream conversations, further service offerings, blogs, but also our in-person events of which we have multiple each year. So I really hope that you'll join us. Do connect with me, Gary Turner, on LinkedIn, and I really hope to hear from you soon.